The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. three and out with jason and kevin i am jason that is kevin we are brought to you by uh cincyjungle.com sb nation cincinnati Bengals website and sponsored by eastgate smiles dental care uh we are on the orange and black insider sb nation or cincy jungles uh youtube and and kind of media channel uh on youtube it's orange and black insider it's uh new shows every single day it's it's three and out it's obi it's chalk talk it's a lot of this stuff, and then anywhere that you can find a podcast, that's that's what we're going to be at. Remember, Bengals Orange and Black Insider, uh, Bengals OBI. Uh, check it out. Like I said, great daily content. Um, yeah, Kevin, what's going on, man? Nothing. Season's over. Yep, season's over. Um, ended with a bang. I know it was basically a preseason game. Yeah. You know, depth first depth. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, always nice to beat the Browns. I was kind of hanging more on the side of draft picks. Um. But I mean, I'm never going to not be excited right. to beat a division rival. That's just not my nature. I think they're locked in at 16. Is that correct? Right? Uh, 18. 18. That's right. 18. Locked in. 
100%. No, no, yep. no matter what happens, they're, they're picking 18th. And, you know, like, obviously the season was a disappointment. I, I think any time uh, the Bengals don't make a serious play, playoff push, it's going to be a disappointment with Joe Burrow uh, at, under center. But it's, not making the playoffs is, 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 a, is a bad deal. But, again, this whole season, at least to me, in my opinion, the whole thing felt cursed from the very beginning. They, you know, you had the, the calf injury, and then they came out looking like crap, for lack of a better term. They just, you know, they didn't look good. Uh, and then uh, Burrow, you know, went down week 12 and the rest is history, whatever. But I can't complain about being a fan of a team who lost their franchise quarterback and the highest paid player in, in NFL history. Uh, and they were still in the hunt fighting for a playoff spot in week 17 sure. and finished with a winning record. I mean, if I told you before the season starts, hey, Burrow's only going to have like three healthy games and he's going to go on IR in week 12. And what would you have said their record would be? Six or seven. Right. Right. So they went nine. Yeah. We still got a lot of talent, but yeah. Yeah. A lot of talent. Good coaching. Mostly. Uh, Anyways. Yeah. We're we're moving on to the, uh, we're moving on to the off season content. Off season. Uh, Yep. Yep. We're we're used to uh, this. Yeah. We're used to this. We are going to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Because we start. You're going to say that we started the we podcast started the, after the, the day Super after the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, we're real smart. Yeah, we're real smart. Um, real, real smart guys. Interest in football is as low as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be draft. We're going to be grading, including Dex Hill. We're going to be grading yep. all the rookies. Um, yep. We're going to take draft position in into account. Um, but we're just going to give our thoughts, our feelings on uh, after a year of play under their belt for at least most of them, what we think uh, okay. about the Bengals. Uh, players when you're I, I want to say I have a disclaimer before we do this I do want to say that I am not looking at stats at all like every no, I, no, that I I'm giving no. is purely emotional what anybody can anybody can do stats right I'm right. the I'm going to be willing to sit here and look like an idiot as oh, I yeah. speak from the heart about these players this is going to be purely emotional I may be totally wrong but we'll see how it goes all right so I think you mentioned we're going to do – so there, there were eight draft picks from 2023. We're going to do nine because we're adding in Dax Hill because it's kind of like a rookie. He didn't really start. Basically. He yeah, he didn't play much, and he started at, at free safety this year. Um, C minus. C minus. Yeah. I'm going B minus. Can you uh, – I don't think I, he was used entirely correctly. I don't think uh, so. If he's either. not being played at free safety, he actually looks – pretty good uh right. i still think there's a lot of potential but i would have given him an a this time last year and now he's dropped down to a b minus my evaluation will continue to drop until he is used correctly right and does look like the player i thought he was but i still think there's a lot of upside there no i think there's definitely a lot of upside and and i agree with you when he's not playing free safety he looks pretty good he's a freak athlete he could do some crazy things when it comes to covering the tight end out of the slot Yep. Uh, an extra box defender. He's really good against the run. He's good as a, a blitz guy. He's not good as a rangy center field deep safety. He's not. That's not what he's good at. That's obviously what Jesse Bates excelled at. Um, and I think that's what they took Dax Hill thinking that he was going to be able to do. And the, reason, the reason that I'm giving him a C- minus is because I think that not only, not only um, was there a little bit of regression during the year, but I'm based on his drafts draft spot as we said we were taking that into account a first round pick you want to make 
uh, some sort of e- immediate contribution. And, and I think that the contribution they were hoping he would make would be like a Jesse Bates replica. And he's not, and that's not necessarily on him. You know, like that's the whole adage of like, you have a, cl- a classroom of, you know, like one elephant and one cheetah and you say, Hey, your test has climbed that tree. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't, you can't just say, go be Jesse Bates. That's not how that works. Um, I do think, but yet, but yet you are docking him because he's not Jesse Bates. Hey, I told you I was doing this emotionally. I'm not doing this. Okay. I'm just, this is just, just talking. I'm saying because the first round pick thing, that's, that's where the, it, it, it hits for me. Sure. Um, I think the best thing the Bengals could do this off season is probably bring in another safety. Yeah. They need to bring in a veteran free safety and, um, then, and let him teach Dax Hill or let him take that spot and then just move Dax Hill around and see what happens. But for me, it's a C minus and I'm sticking with it. Uh, yeah. We're not teaching Dax Hill how to play free safety. We're teaching no, Jordan Battle so. how to communicate is where this is going, yeah. but let's continue. Okay. <laughs> uh, Miles Murphy, man. Okay. I'll go first on this one. Yeah. I gave him a D. He's a D. Okay. He still has potential upside. Um, yeah. He, every time I saw him any flash of anything, I went, ooh, maybe, and then it just nothing again for like two or three games. A yeah. few times you ever saw him. He is not progressing at a rate that I needed him to. He's not showing me what I needed him to. Um, he still has a ton of upside. I would love if he had an offseason under his belt, if he went out and he got some training from some professionals uh, and figured out how to add to his catalog a little bit. Um, If that happens, I would be very, very happy, and I will revise that immediately. But for a first-round pick, he needed to make an impact, some kind of impact. Now, the difference between Miles Murphy and Dax Hill for me is Dax Hill did not have a role on this team last year. Right. Uh, he just didn't. He was he was there to replace Jesse Bates, who was on the team. So I don't fault Dax Hill for not finding his way on the field the same way I've, I fault Miles Murphy. If Miles Murphy had been better, he would have gotten snaps. That D-line needed him to step up. Right. They needed him to at least spell some guys occasionally. And he just never even approached what I would expect out of a first-round pick. Okay. So I'm going to say uh, D plus, and mo- okay. mostly because it's a first round pick. I think we mostly agree it's a first round pick. Um, and like you said, I, I saw flashes, and I saw some flashes on Sunday against the Browns. I saw a couple things he did that I really liked a lot. Uh, I was watching um, the Goodberry show. Uh, he peeled off just intelligently and helped cover a screen, which ended up giving um, uh, Sam Hubbard a sack. You know what I mean? And sure. uh, just stuff like that, you know. So I do see flashes of, of where he has potential. But like you said, there's a lot of times where he shows flashes and then he just disappears and you don't see him again, you know. Uh, for and, the, first... and the end of this season, we should not be talking about flashes. He was right. a first round pick. He by the end of the season, we should be talking about, oh, yeah, no, he really, really found his footing halfway through the season. Right. He really started to make an impact. You remember that one game where he got three sacks? Oh, that was wild. Like, this is what you expect out of a first-round player. Right. Um, I know he was into the first round. I get all that. He's still a first-round talent. He should have performed, and he almost didn't at all. Right. You know, I, th- I think a lot of it also is it's – I think the defensive, the front seven in general, struggled a lot this year, you know, especially when DJ Reader went out. Um, 
that's really not much of an I'm not trying to make an excuse. I mean, like I said, I gave him a D plus too. That's the that's opposite of an excuse. That means that meant there was all kinds of room for him well, to yeah. step up and make right. an impact. Well, exactly. I know. I know. I if just, anything, that should dock yeah. him. Right. He's a but, he's um, a rookie on a D line that struggled all season. Yeah. He should he had all the opportunity in the world to earn him a starting spot on that. Yeah. On that line. I mean yeah, I like I said, I, I, gave, I gave him a D plus. I, I think that at, at the end of the season, if you had said, you know, if you had showed me and I didn't know the draft numbers, like here's where he played, guess on the rank of picks one through eight the Bengals made him, I would have said, you know, fifth pick, whatever, fifth round pick, something like that. For first round pick, he didn't do much. He didn't do much. So, but yeah, I a D plus for me. But, but, but I'm not going to sit here and say he's a, but I think that there's hope that he could be some, you know, a, at least a third down pass rusher. You know what I mean? So he I, still has a high ceiling just because right. of his athleticism. That will right. always give hope that if he could just put it together, he could really, I mean, he could be something. Right. Um, but he didn't put it together. He didn't do it. No. He didn't even really come close this season. Not this year, no. I'm not grading. I'm not I'm not grading on potential. He okay. he's got a D. All right. All right. So uh DJ Turner. Second round pick. Oh, I'm he's first. an A. Hey, okay. Oh. All right. Go ahead. You go ahead. You go first. Uh, he's an A. Uh, he's okay. a third round pick. He's a starter. He put it together almost immediately. He definitely made some rookie mistakes. You saw a couple yeah. busted coverages. That is all things I'm willing to forgive, especially for a uh, second round pick. Um, I said third earlier, especially for a second round pick, late second. He is going to be the cornerback. He's going to hold that position till his contract's expired. Right. Uh, we got a starter. He's fast. The one concern I had with him was he was kind of small, kind of lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I worried that would affect his physicality. It didn't. No. Um, he has no issue uh, throwing himself into the play when necessary. I am very, very happy with DJ Turner. Um, Me too. Me too. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'd say A- minus or so. I, I think that, that uh, it probably helped him a little bit that, that Chidobe Awuzier uh, had to um, take a couple games off. I think it, you know, it kind of did the same thing it did to, to Cam Taylor Britt when Wuzier was hurt. Was it? It forced him into a starting role, and he, it's kind of like, oh, sink or swim, buddy. And we all saw Cam Taylor Britt swam big time, and I think DJ Turner did too. And it's a premium position. It's a tough position to play in the NFL, and you know you're going against great, talented wide receivers, um, and you're going to make mistakes. And he made some mistakes, but there are things that he can do physically yes like with just his speed that you can't teach guys who read the field better than him you know what i mean he's just such a fast fast player and then like you said i was concerned about his ability to to, to play run defense he throws his weight around big time yes he does a lot he really really well almost to the point where you're like i'm concerned about his ability to stay healthy if yeah he i mean throwing weight around like this but he tackles like mike hilton does you know i he was tackles, gonna say that he does he throws his body around a lot so uh yeah, I I think that's I think that's an A minus pick or just an A pick. I'm, I'm very happy with DJ Turner. If you think about the secondary with Dax Hill, Jordan Battle, DJ Turner, Cam Taylor, Britt, not only is it incredibly young, but there's some crazy athletes, just crazy athletic secondary players, young, speed, fast, and cheap. Yeah. And that's the thing, not do better. Yeah, team speed kills, absolutely kills, especially on defense in the secondary. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, pumped. Uh, which brings, in my opinion, I think the steal of the draft is the third round pick out of say out of uh, Alabama safety Jordan Battle. Um, 
So when we first got drafted, the big thing was, hey, he's like, he's a good leader. He's a good leader. He's a smart player. He started for uh, Nick Saban uh, on an Alabama uh, safety position for three years. And that's, that's, you know, they play, they're just, it's like an NFL feeder program. But Nick Saban retired to that. Crazy. Anyway. Um, so I think it was like, he'll play smart, you know, uh, but he's slow. His RAS score is really low. He's not an athlete. And I think it was like, oh, he'll be a depth piece. You know, he'll maybe fight for a starting position halfway through the, cause I, you know, Nick Scott's an athlete. Nick Scott sucked bad. Uh, and then Jordan battle not only became a starting safety much earlier than I was expecting him to, but he's the best safety on the team right now by far. Yes. Best safety yes. on the team. And not only is he the best safety on the team, he's the best center field safety on the team. And he's slow. Not slow. Yes. Okay. I say that knowing full well that if I race Jordan Valley, he's going to make me look like a fool. I'm just saying he's slower than Dax Hill. And you think of yes. these center field deep, like deep free safeties is like, oh, they're the athletes. You know, they got to get sideline to sideline. Uh, Jordan Battle just does an incredible job anticipating plays. He That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, is when you hear, oh, he's an intelligent player. He, yeah. uh, he's cerebral. He really knows football, et cetera. That is usually code and not good code for he's not an athlete. Don't expect a ton out of him. Right. Uh, with Jordan Battle, the his understanding of the game and how quickly he caught on and how good he reads the field, that adds a tick to his speed. He's oh, moving sure. one tick before right. everybody else is. So sure, he's a little slower, but he's moving before you too. It ended up becoming... He ended up probably becoming pretty impressive for yeah. me, at least personally, by the end. Yep. So I think it's it's clear, at least to me, that the starting jobs are his and Dax Hills to lose unless they bring in another safety. But I think Jordan Battle, to me, has been the steal of this draft class. Yes. Absolutely. And like, really, not, not for me, of, but I, I will get to that. I think everybody okay. who watches this could guess who I'm going to say. Yeah. But he was a steal. He absolutely yes. was. But if you think about it, too, there's there's just kind of this thought about. If you, if Jordan Battle was the number twenty-eight overall pick, okay, and Miles Murphy was their third-round pick, how would you have graded Jordan Battle as a first-round safety? As a first-round safety, I would have graded him a B minus. Okay, and then what would you have given Miles Murphy as a third-round defensive end? I'd still give him like a C minus or a okay. D plus. All right, just curious. Um, I just he's not he's not there. He's not there. Right. You know what sure. I mean? I like, just didn't know yeah. how that would change if he was a third. The only time a first round pick. giving Miles Murphy anything higher than a D is if he's drafted six or seven, where yeah. he's a pure developmental shot in the dark type of piece. Um, okay. Anything else, he should at least be able to reach the field a little bit. Yeah. Um, I might be being harsh, maybe fifth round as well, but one through four, uh, he's sure. still getting a C or a D for me. I get that. All right. Uh, but yeah, I, I Jalen Battle's been has been great. I, I I just I'm super impressed with his ability not only to see the field but read and react. Uh, and he doesn't play slow; he plays so much faster. You know, there's all those things where you say, "Oh, he plays a lot faster than his 40 time." That's just because you're smart. Play yep. smart, use your head. Uh, and you know, there's a reason they call safety the quarterback of the defense. You know, it's possible that Jalen Battles are Jesse Bates' replacement. Would would it really surprise you if you found out Jalen Battles can play free safety and Dax Hill is going to be like our Von Bell guy, kind of an in the box? Uh, Wouldn't surprise me if they just made that switch. No, I think it's the only thing you can do. Um, Other than bring some part of the reason. Yeah, it's part of the reason I graded Dax high is I think they were trying to force him into a place he didn't fit, and I think they're going to learn that lesson. 
and they're either going to be comfortable with Jordan Battle. There's going to be a lot of rotation, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think they're either going to grow more comfortable with Jordan Battle being the starting free safety or they're going to bring in a vet. Um, but either way, that's yes, I think that is going to be the lineup from now on. I think it's okay. Battle at free, Dax at uh, Fox. I can see it. I can see it. All right, well, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with uh, day three, guys. All right. Eastgate Smiles Dental Care is a warm and welcoming environment where expertise and customer service come together. As a local business, they love helping their fellow Cincinnatians manage their oral health and achieve a perfect smile. They pair the latest technology with years of experience to give you a smile worth showing off. They are dedicated to quality and convenience and can even perform dental crown procedures the same day in most cases. You like your smile, but they are here to help you love it. They personalize your care and match your needs. Call them today at 513-528-1150 to learn what they can do for your pearly whites. All right, Kevin. Uh, round four out of Purdue, Chuck Sizzle. Charlie Jones, what do you got? Uh, if I'm going first, I think I'm going to upset some people here. I'm going to give him uh, a C. Okay. Right. A C. Um, he's a fourth-round pick, so I don't expect a ton out of him. Uh, I also do realize that Unlike Miles Murphy, he really didn't have much of a time to get on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he got hurt. We couldn't use him like we wanted to use him. The few times he was out there, I don't feel like he made very much of an impact. Um, I think with a year to develop, uh, if their intention is to put him in the slot where Boyd used to be, I'm excited to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't see anything really other than one or two good punt returns um, that made me thrilled with Charlie Jones. Okay. I'm going to take like a, a, a different approach to his grade is I'm going to go back to like kindergarten and give him a grade of I incomplete, uh, mainly because he didn't, he wasn't able to get on the field. He, he went on IR for a little, I think it was a dislocated thumb. Does that sound sure. right? Sure. Something like that. It was yeah. hand something. I mean, sure. it was, I don't sure. remember. Uh, something like that. And then you have your, your, uh, number five, maybe, or number four in the greatest wide receiver room in the NFL with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. And even when Chase or Higgins were hurt, uh, you're not an outside guy. And those yep. are outside guys. You know what I mean? So so he yep. had very limited time. Uh, he did play a lot against the Browns in, in week 18, but that, you're looking at a preseason game, kind of. You know, it's, it's not really yep. the same thing. And he showed a lot. He stretched the field. He had a really long a nice play where he split the seam uh, from the slot. But again, you don't really know what that's going to look like when you have your starting secondary players out there. You, you know, you really don't know. Uh, and it's not with Joe Burrow. He he never said anything up with Joe Burrow. So I'm going to say yeah. incomplete. I, I don't know if it's really I, – I can't really look at him and say give him a letter grade because I have no idea. I'm hopeful that it's a B. You know, I think he has a lot of potential. Sure. Um, but Tyler Boyd has some huge shoes to fill. One of the sure. most reliable, not just slot receivers, one of the most reliable receivers in Bengals history. You know, anytime he's never been a number one guy in our eyes, you know what I mean? Because he sat with AJ and then he had Jamar and T. Um, but anytime he was asked to put up number one numbers, he did. Yep. You know, he had some huge games. So I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say incomplete for Charlie Jones, at least at least for now. I'm going to see, I'm gonna see what, ha- what happens next year. So. Uh, which brings us to your favorite guy. At least it was your favorite guy. Sixth round running back. Still is. Okay. Chase Brown out of Illinois, which I think I would have ha- had we been doing this show halfway through the season, I would have given him uh, an incomplete as well because 
he didn't really see any play time until until Joe Burrow went out. So what, why don't yep. you start? Why don't you start on uh, Charlie Jones? A plus. A plus. Uh, Charlie Jones, Chase Brown. Charlie Jones, Chase A plus. Brown. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I agree with you. We didn't see what I wanted to see. Uh, right. And then when he finally had his time to put something together, every time he's on that field, you got the impression he was about to break off mm-hmm. 20 yards. Yeah. Now, it didn't happen. And that's not, you don't expect it to. But that's what you need. That's what we needed from this running back position this entire season, all of last season as well, was the threat of it. The way he moves, the way he plays the game. If that yep. O-line had been a little bit better, I think people would have been going nuts for the way Chase Brown plays football. He is absolutely the one of a one-two punch that we are going to put together at running back. And suddenly our running game is going to be very, very good. I am calling yeah. it. I love Chase Brown. He's I so really much- like him a lot. I am going to say B+. plus. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, I like him a lot. I, I'm upset that he didn't really get a chance to do anything at all until it was too late. That's how I see it. It's like, oh, he's a fifth round pick. I I know. I know that. But like, it's not like the running game was working. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to wait until Joe Burrow goes out before we start giving this rookie running back some carries. And then, you know, that's that's not on him. I'm not, I know it's I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I know it's not on him. I know it's not on him. I, so Joe Mixon, in my opinion, I think he's lost a step. Uh, he's more of a plotting kind of guy. I think Ware used to think that he's, you know, possibly four or five yards of carry. I think he's lucky to get three and a half. I know he averaged four this year, and he had a bounce back year compared to what he was last year. But just when you see him carry the ball, he plods sometimes. Like he's running through sand. You know what I mean? Sometimes oh, yeah. he has a burst. But Chase Brown, yeah, Chase Brown has a, a burst that, I've never seen from Mixon. And I didn't no. really know that was his until he had that, was it a screen pass where he hit like 23 miles an hour as the second fastest player in the NFL this year? No idea. And But I, now I see him as the lightning to Mixon's thunder. Uh, so Mixon has a roster bonus due on March 18th, $3 million. If he's going to be on the team. Yeah, we'll, we'll know by March 18th, yeah. one way or the if other. He, if not he gets pay. bonus, he's going to be on the team. That's what so, I meant, yeah. Yeah, uh, so if they don't, then it'll be interesting to see who they can who they pair him with. Um, but yeah, I I'm super excited, and this is the only draft pick that I'm giving a grade based on potential, not what I saw. You know what I mean? But based on potential of what I saw, if you fix the offensive line's ability to to uh, run block, you know, and you actually commit to the running game where you know it's a real threat, oh, he could be amazing. Because- so yeah, I'm giving a, I'm going to give a B plus. I want to see a little bit more. I want to see some more, but that's not his fault. It's not his fault. So, yeah, that was your uh, that's your fifth round pick. So that brings yes. us to the sixth round pick. They had two sixth round picks because they traded back in the first. So I'm assuming that this is your steal of the draft, and I think most people would agree with you. Um, uh, no, my steal of the draft was Chase Brown. I think oh, okay. he's going to be one of the top ten running backs in the league okay. next year. Okay. And I think drafting the top ten running back in the league. Oh, on the fifth uh, round, sure. At five is. Yeah. Pretty much all you can ask for. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Andre Yosevich. Uh, also would have been an excellent pick. I'll be honest. Yeah. I did waffle between the two. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think Yoshi is going to be a top 10 or even 20 wide receiver. Okay. Um, I do think he uh, – I'll just put it out. Yeah. My my grade is an A. It's a solid A for Yoshi. Okay. Um, I don't see him having the, the same – 
I don't see him being ranked as highly as Chase Brown, which is the only difference. I do think he is going to be an incredible number two in a year next year, probably. Um, He's raw. He's rough. uh, But he is an athlete and he is progressing faster than a sixth round pick should, especially one from Princeton. Um, I like him. I like him. I think I would almost be willing to roll the dice if we couldn't secure T. I'm so close to being like, I don't know. Is he your number two? Is he your number two? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, You know what I mean? Like if if I heard tomorrow that they were going to like, we're going to roll with Yoshi and we're going to, he's not coming back. We're either trading him off or whatever, but he's not coming back. I'd be like, well, they must know something. I don't know, but let's see where this goes. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm not there yet with Yoshi. No, I'm I'm not either. I'm saying almost. I'm getting right. I like it. I'm going to give him an A. So if, if there's a time to throw caution to the wind and draft a project that may or may not work. It's the sixth and seventh round. I mean, that's, that's, those are throwaway picks. You know what I mean? And you're going to draft a Princeton wide receiver with a big frame and track speed, but we've seen big frame, fast wide receivers come in, in the late rounds that don't do anything in the NFL, just because they don't know how to run rights. They didn't routes. They don't know how to read defenses. They never get on the same page with their quarterback. You know what I mean? Yep. And that was, wasn't the case with him. I mean, he contributed more than any offensive rookie this year, stat-wise, for sure. Yeah, probably um, I haven't looked at the stats. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. I mean, he came in, he played, you know, kind of all over the place. He we, we saw he's got that deep threat speed that really does threaten a defense. Jake Browning doesn't have the arm, I think, to take advantage of it, but Burrow does. Um, if... I would be super disappointed if I think that T Higgins is going to be back in this next year on the tag. I do you agree? Hundred percent. And okay. I do want to walk back, not walk back. I do want to make clear what my intent was with what I said. I am okay. not saying he has the potential to be T Higgins. Right. I am saying that with the money freed up, yeah. As far as the difference in price tag is concerned, I would not be instantly angry at the idea of Yoshi's the new guy. Here's $20 million. What are we doing with it? Well, it's going to the D line, but I agree. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I, so I do agree. I, he's not T Higgins, but the reason I say he's not T Higgins is T Higgins is not a number two receiver either. T Higgins is is a bona fide number one, one a guy. You know what I mean? He's one of the 10 best wide receivers in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, Andre Yusevich is not, but that doesn't mean he's not a number two. Number two doesn't have to be the number 10 best guy. You know what I'm saying? So oh yeah, you have Jamar and you have T next year and T's on the tag. And then after that, T goes. And then you have, if, you know, if Yosevich shows even more, maybe he's your number two after that, which is fine. That'd be great. If you drafted a sixth round pick in 2023 and he's your wide receiver two in 2025, oh man, that's one of the greatest draft picks in franchise history. Absolutely. You know? He's got all the physical tools. He seems, I mean, he went to Princeton. As you know, he's got the brains for it. Uh, he took a selfie with my son on Sunday, which is cool. So, uh, and he's really, he seems to be a fan favorite, you know, like a cool dude. I don't know. Sure. Yoshi. Yeah. A plus. A plus. That's the best grade draft for me. So, and then brings us to our next sixth round pick out of Michigan, mm-hmm. Brad Robbins, the punter, yeah. who we were all super excited about. Yeah, and, hang time, man. Hang time, hang buddy. Time. Hang time. He was bad. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, this was like, the easiest one for me. I didn't waffle a bit. Did you give him an F? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I gave him an F. All right. 
you right. you don't necessarily need to draft a punter. You can just you go don't. get one. There's a ton of right. there's a ton you of them out there. One. So if you, you spend a draft pick on a punter, they'd better show yeah. up and actually be at yeah. least not awful. Yeah. And he maybe had I don't care if I'm exaggerating five good punts the entire season, and almost every other one beyond that was disappointing. Yeah. I would watch that ball go up, and I'd be like, uh, oh, there it goes down. Yeah. There were a lot of times where he had these punts that were like net 35 yards, 20 something yards. Yeah. They weren't good. And I know that the whole thing, the idea, the theory behind drafting him, a hang time guy, he's not this huge, powerful leg is you got Joe Burrow and you got a high powered offense. that's not going to be stuffed down in your own end very much. And at worst, you need a guy just to pin somebody back, you know? So I get the idea, but it didn't, it didn't work. He wasn't good, consistently good at all. I get um, the idea. It was a bad idea. Yeah, because think about if all you're the guys. drafting. If you're drafting a punter, you're drafting a punter to do anything right. you need a punter right. to do. He didn't. If you're just like, well, you know, we're gonna take a flyer and just say that maybe we never need him to ever kick long. Right. Okay, well, you go, you go, you go buy that guy. You go buy that guy for cheap, right? Because yeah. if you're spending any draft pick on a punter, you're doing it because he's a unique talent. Yeah. So. I agree. If you're spending a draft pick on any special teams guy, whether it be kicker or punter, you're doing it under the understanding that that guy's going to start. He's a franchise guy now. Brad Robbins was not good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not uh, the best judge at at punting or anything like that, but he he was bad. But I think the thing that upsets me about it is, is, and I'm just going to use one player, and there were a lot of players, but Ivan Pace Jr. or Sr., sorry, Ivan Pace Sr. was was a non he was signed as an undrafted free agent by the minnesota vikings he was excellent for them we had insider information about him here he went to uc he was excellent yep. at uc he what he didn't get drafted imagine if they say hey we're not going to draft a punter we're going to sign one as a free agent we're going to move or maybe grab um dj Iver, whoever whoever in the in the in the set in the sixth round and then you draft someone like ivy in the seventh and then sign a free agent punter. I don't give a shit who it is. You know what I mean? Think yeah. about what that does for your defense instead of using that draft pick. So I, I as well gave him an F just because to me, drafting a punter that's bad is not much different than drafting a first round guy who just sucks. You know what I mean? There's it's, it's, it's a draft spot. A pick away, basically. Yeah, yeah, you are. You are. And so, just to like ring home, I, I still, I want to pin down on this that it's almost not Brad Robbins fault because I really do think the idea behind Brad Robbins was faulty from the beginning. Right. It really is the equivalent of being like, we drafted a kicker. He can't really kick 50-yard field goals. Right. He's real good from the 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we're just, we're just never going to – we're just going to hope that our yeah. offense never requires a 50-yard field goal, ever. Yeah, ever. Like, you okay, well, that's don't. a bad pick. You made a bad pick. Right. Yeah, it's 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 the thing. It's the fact that it was a pick. You know, what I mean, you yeah. just threw a draft pick away. And a lot of people can say, "Well, it's a sixth round pick." But then when you talk about Andres Eusebius was a sixth round pick. Look what he did. Yep. You know, the next guy we're going to talk about was a sixth round pick. And even though yep. he didn't do what we did, or what Eusebius or anyone else did, the fact that he, or sorry, the seventh round pick, the fact that he made the team and did anything is pretty. Was DJ Ivy Adam Ivy seventh Ivey. round pick? Um. Didn't do a lot. I think that he deserves another incomplete. Um, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to give him a B plus. And the reason I'm going to give him a B plus. It's a B for me. Yeah. He's a seventh round pick, and he's, he's a pretty a decent special pick. teamer. What else do you yeah. want? 
normally your seventh round picks are one of two guys. They're practice squad guys or they're cut and they never make it in the NFL. And obviously there's, there's a ton of examples of seventh round picks who've done things in the NFL, whatever. But not only did DJ Ivy make some noise in camp, a lot of noise in camp, covering yep. some really, really great wide receivers. Not only did he make a lot of noise in camp, he he made the team and he produced. He on special teams, he did well. And then in the couple games that he did play, there was a big pass breakup he had in, in the end zone. You can't ask a seventh round guy much much more than what he gave us. B. Absolutely. And no, you know what? Yeah. If I would almost give him an A. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna bump it to an A because of a okay. because he's a seventh round pick. Yeah. You're, you made a good, a strong point here. I, I require nothing of a seventh-round pick. Yeah, A seventh-round pick can get drafted the and then team, cut, and I might not even notice he got yeah. cut for two weeks. Right, That's what I expect of the seventh-round picks. Yep. And he's done a lot with almost yeah. nothing. Um, yeah. yeah, no, hey. And I'll tell you another thing uh, when it comes to seventh-round picks. If, if he does nothing for his entire career other than take two dozen snaps – as a rotational defensive back and play special teams, that's right. a Hall of Fame seventh grade seventh round career. Right. Yep. That's all you that's got. That's an A plus. That's you know if you become Michael Thomas as a seventh round pick, that's an A plus career as far yep. as I'm concerned. No, nope. yeah, you sold me. He's he's an A. Yeah. I bumped yeah. it. So, all right, you know what? Like, I think that when you look at this draft class, anytime you grade a draft class, you really have to give it what? What do you think? Three years. You know, give them a really couple, three years to maybe not be on their second contract, but see what guys are going to be extended and what guys aren't. You know what I mean? Sure. I would argue, I think, too, before you can have a real yeah. idea. We always got people who pop off and fall back or take a year to develop. But yeah. you're right. Okay. Two or three. Yeah. But, I mean, so, so like, doing this is kind of pointless, but why not? It's our show. Whatever. We'll, we'll do what we want. But um, I think what wouldn't – if I had to give this whole draft class a letter grade, even though – your first round pick was underwhelming and you had a, you know, you kind of threw away a pick on a putter. I'm going to give this draft class a B minus. And the reason I'm giving it a B minus is because you did get a lot of production out of guys that either shouldn't have had to produce. Yeah. Like DJ Turner should, wasn't supposed to be in the starting plans. You know, that was supposed to be Cheeto and CTV and you had a Jordan battle that, that, you know, he's going to be a depth piece. Maybe he's a special teamer because it's going to be Nick Scott and Dax Hill. But you had those two guys starting when they maybe shouldn't have, or not shouldn't have, but didn't, you know, weren't supposed to. That wasn't the plan. Um, you know, Andre Yusevich played a lot more than I was ever expecting him to play. I was expecting to see more out of Charlie Jones than Close Andre Yusevich. But, you know, injuries to Higgins on the outside. Uh, and he he played so well. And then we saw some of DJ Ivy. We saw, I, I think it's a B. I think this draft class deserves a B as of right now, based on the guys that I wasn't expecting to produce producing, even though the ones I thought would produce the most didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my, that's my thing. It's, it's a B for me and it's entirely <laughs> saved by Chase Brown and Yoshi. Uh, the value you got late round with those two um, yeah. bumps up the grade because throwing away, I'm, I'm being harsh, but potentially having thrown away a first round pick uh, yeah. on Murphy, um, which at this moment, that's we didn't get anything out of them. We haven't we haven't got any return on value on that. Right. Um, is devastating to a draft. It absolutely is. Yeah. And I know hindsight is 2020 and everything else, but this draft could have gone DJ Turner, Sam Laporta. Oh yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It could have. Yep. One and two. And DJ yep. Turner, even as a first round pick, you might have graded him a little more harshly, but you would have been satisfied right. with the pick. You'd have been yeah. fine with it. You'd be like, yeah, he really shows potential. 
Yep. You know what I mean? Sam Laporta in the second. No. So I, I, there's a thousand other combinations. I know that, but I'm just pointing out the cost yeah. of Miles Murphy. It's not just one guy who didn't produce. It is 20 other guys you could point to who you could go. We could have had him. We could have had yeah. him. We could have had him. Yeah. And then there's so much, such a weight on a first round pick. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like your first round guys are expected. You know, those are, you guys are going to start. And if you're not, you know, we want you to be a pro bowler here in a couple of years. We have no idea what's going to happen with Miles Murphy. And the good thing for the Bengals is you don't really need to know because you got Trey Hendrickson and, um, and Sam Hubbard locked up through 2025 now. Um, yeah. Hendrickson but, but is you would like, taking a step back on that pass rush though, man. Yeah. No, I know. Nice That's the thing. Miles Murphy would do just anything. Yeah, you would like to see Miles Murphy step it up where he's rotating in with those guys and keeping everybody fresh. You know what I mean? Even if it means he's stepping inside something. Um, but yeah, as of right now, it's it's hard because there's such a weight. You know, it's kind of like saying, well, that first round pick is worth two picks, really. And you piss both of them away. You know what I mean? Because there's such a premium on those on those picks. So uh, it's the second round, too. I mean, the first and second rounds, those picks, I feel like those are you can't miss. You have to get you have to hit it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, season's over. So this is the kind of stuff we're going to do now for a while. I don't know. What else going on? I got nothing. That's it. I think it's the end of the show. That's it. I think it is too. All right. Well, hey, we're on the Orange and Black Insider. Find us on YouTube uh, and then find us anywhere that, that you can find podcasts. It's it's not just us. It's OBI. It's Chalk Talk. It's uh, Talking Football, Jingle, Bengal Jim and Friends. It's a it, ton of great shows. Every day there's a new Bengal show. Uh, brought to you by CincyJungle.com, uh, SB Nation Cincy Bengal site, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick. Uh, here, actually, I just I did want to ask you real quick before we go. Just we don't have to do scores or anything like that. I just wanted to see who you got who you got this weekend. So, all right, uh, Browns to Texans, straight up. Browns. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Dolphins at Chiefs. Dolphins. Me too. Steelers at Bills. Bills. Me too. Easy. All right, Packers at Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. Me too. Rams at Lions. Lions. Me too. And then this is the one that I think have been kind of going back and forth. Eagles at Bucks. I don't know who the Eagles are. I have no idea. I thought they were good. I, I did too, but bad. They're good. They're going to step up. They're going to beat the Bucks. You think so? It's All just. Right. I, I mean, look. I'm not saying there's not a window, and I get why everybody's questioning it because it's fun yeah. to question it. This is what you do. The yeah. Eagles are better than the Bucks. They just well, I, are. I totally agree. Um, they're not really playing good. particularly good, right. but it's the playoffs. So expect them to turn it on. I agree. The Eagles are better than the Bucks, but I'm really still pulling for that Baker Mayfield versus Joe Flacco Super Bowl. I want to see it. I, I want Lions. And, I want Lions and Texans. If I could take my pick, uh, I like, I like the Lions. I I'm really loving CJ Stroud these days. Yeah. Uh, everybody kind of crapped on him, said he was stupid. Um, was taken second. Texans are a nothing team. You know what I mean? So they're looking really good. I don't know. I think Texans Lions would be a lot of fun, man. I think if I had to pick. If I really was forced to pick, I'd say I would go Lions versus Bills, and then I wouldn't be upset at who won. I'd be happy for either team. That's good. Yeah. If it's not Bills, I don't want it to be the Chiefs. I'd say Lions. Um, Dolphins. Yeah, Lions Dolphins. I guess. Okay, because that's kind of. I think the big thing. I think the big one would be Lions Bills. That that would be the two I'd like to see the win the most. Sure. So that's just me. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you, Kevin. Uh, I don't know why. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We'll be back next week. Who day? Who day?
great.